Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, we're going to talk modeling with a professional hand model and then count down the top five fingers. So that was really like the first time that I was booked for like a hand modeling job. It is like you don't want to be distracted from the product. So something has to come in that is cohesive and has like this rhythm. And people assume that hand models have um, certain direct can take certain direction um, and have like an elegance. The leg and foot job um, is the same client for me, and I actually have been looking under my feet photos to see if anything has come up, and I haven't got anything weird yet, but I do know that it's a really big thing. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So real quick, if you're in a safe position to do this, Take a look at your hands. Have you ever really thought about your hands? Have you ever really looked at somebody else's hands? Have you ever really thought about the hands that you see in commercials and TV and movies and magazines and all that kind of stuff? Our first guest has a fascinating story into just how much thought companies put in to the hands that you see all over the place. And it's just this... It's such an interesting look into the behind-the-scenes world that I find just, just fascinating. This is Talia Ray. She's a hand model with close-up models. How did you become a hand model? I started off um, doing commercial work and acting. And the casting directors always kind of have us put our hands up um, to our face. And there's a couple myths about why that is. Um, the one that I heard that I like and stuck with was that um, somebody got booked for a McDonald's commercial and didn't have a pinky. Um, so the casting directors always ask to see our hands. And um, I guess they just noticed that I had really nice hands and brought me in to do a casting for Samsung. I ended up booking that commercial and ended up doing like almost every product they came out with for a couple years. Um, so that was really like the first time that I was booked for like a hand modeling job officially um, and got into that world. 
did you ever think to yourself before this, like, oh, I, I have nice hands? I mean, was it something that you had ever thought of before? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, my mom made me aware that, like, my hands were very uni- unique. And also my dad tried to get me into piano. So the whole thing was, like, kind of having, like, the really long, slender, knuckleless kind of fingers that were really, like, appealing to just my parents so when when that was brought to my attention I was just kind of made aware of it and then it's like everywhere you go kind of like the nail lady is always complimenting like your nail beds and like my nails are very strong and they grow long naturally you tend to get a lot of compliments um but I just never knew what to do with them you know I was just kind of like okay cool never thought about making money yeah I would imagine like Hey, you've got great eyelashes. Like, okay, (laughs) what do you do with that? What do I do with that? I just kind of took the compliments. We kind of you talked about this a little bit, but like, what about your hands? Like, why? Why Why are they nice? Yeah, I think me knowing and like being in the world now for a while, I know it's like this, like smooth, even skin tone. Um, It's that the knuckles and the 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 skin where your nail starts there's like no discoloration it's just all the way down is like even then like the skin tone is like a perfect medium color so it's kind of like you would represent the medium girls then it's the nail bed is really long and flat that's like something very appealing to um I would say like nail polish companies and like higher ends like Chanel and like how they sell perfume. You would see like long nails. And um, if you look on trends with like like household products and like whatever you're trying to sell, it kind of goes with like either an everyday kind of look of a hand, which would go with like a shorter nail and like that luxurious brand that might choose like to have longer nails or just like very well manicured when you talk about the medium skin tone we're talking mm-hmm. about like the, essentially in but for any ethnicity in between the lightest skin tone of that ethnicity and the darkest skin tone of that ethnicity. right okay and so um you know a while back it was only really like lighter skin tones and they were even like airbrushing or spraying their skin to be medium or dark if if like that a product appealed to like those clients so I would hear a lot that like like these white and Asian girls would work as like the medium or dark girls too because they just didn't want to pay or use darker skin tone models but nowadays it's like fashionable to have every color of the rainbow but my yeah, my skin tone is like the is like the medium, but I could also go dark um, because I tan very quickly and easily. Um, so I can definitely like range between medium and dark. Has that been, I mean, a struggle in terms of like getting more diversity in that for like a product? Well, no, you, you don't have to have a white hand holding this. You can have a dark mm-hmm. black hand or a Hispanic hand. Has that changed recently? You know, I see that there are prejudices between, like, I probably would never do certain things. Like, I just know it. I would never work for certain people because, like, if you see, 
um, the forecasting of like just how they shoot or or what they're trying to sell to, it's not going to be like a demographic. They don't want to sell to people who look like me, basically. Um, sometimes it's also like I'm matching the spokesperson of their their commercial. Like if my hand is going to be Carrie Washington, um, it would just be whatever's closest to her skin tone. Um, so it's very on trend of like what's happening in the fashion world and like who they're selling to and who they want to buy their products. So there is definitely prejudice in that regard. Um, it's definitely become more popular to have like a medium skin tone. And there's a big disadvantage, I would say, for people with darker skin tone. And do you feel like that's fair? Do you feel like that's unfair? Or is that just that's just how it is? I have my own opinion, but I would say that I understand from like a marketing standpoint, when you look at everybody on their divorce, like their diversity board, like there's not even a lot of women and women of color. So I think it doesn't even make sense. Like if you want to change an ad, you have to kind of change what you're doing within the company. So I feel like it definitely is reflective of what's happening in the world. And for that reason, I don't get offended because if you don't if you don't want me to be part of the project, then I don't really want to be part of it either. In terms of like getting jobs, is it a subjective thing? Like one client will say, oh, you have nice hands. And another client will say, no, I don't like her hands. Or is it pretty much if you have it, you have it? You know, I know that I have it. <laughs> so... Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, but I know that I kind of appeal to everyone looking for my skin. Like if somebody's looking for my skin tone, I feel like I'm really at the top of my game with like the top hand models. I've done every job that I kind of wanted to do when I started, when I, when I even fantasized and like got my first job, I started thinking like, what is it like to be like the top hand model? Um, and you think of like certain people, um, like Adele and Christina and certain people who had just done every job out there. And I thought to myself, what, what would they be doing? And like, what are the jobs that they booked? And I kind of, uh, imagine on my own, like, what are the, what are the products I'm using? What is it that I want to, uh, see myself as? And, I just started booking those jobs and I would see some, I would see some um, emails as well about me and like people are very enthusiastic when they see my hands, but I have had clients say in front of me, wow, like your, your nail bed isn't as flat as like hers, like a girl sitting directly next to me. They just say that right um, in front of you? Yeah. I had a client do that to me once. Um, <laughs> and she was just like so upset that my nail bed wasn't completely flat and it had a curve to it and it was for a nail polish job. I guess I mean do you get offended by just the sheer rudeness of it or is it so like a personal fact, I was I was offended because I was just like wow it's something I really can't change and I don't even know what to say to you because it's so rude. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, and I immediately told my agent because I was so upset because it was actually, like, one of my dream clients. And I had worked with them um, with a different creative team separately and, like, loved that team. But when I met her, 
I really never wanted to work for that company again. Can you, if there's something that maybe the client doesn't want, can can you like become a good hand model? Can you do something else to the hand itself? Like physically, I want to say no. Some people ask for certain positions. Like, for instance, with Samsung, a lot of the jobs I were doing, I was doing, I was under a table of the set. So it's like I have my hands up and I have to do things and I can't even see the screen and I have to hit certain marks and you just kind of have to like have like just the sense of space and direction. And, um, a lot of dance training actually helped me with this, um, like hitting my marks and being fluid with my hands. So there's certain things direction wise I can take, but I don't think that like hand modeling is something that like everyone can do because, some hands are just definitely not as a, <laughs> as appeasing as like others are. It's one of those things that as soon as you notice, well, you really notice like, oh, that's a nice. Yeah. You just can't stop looking. No. <laughs> I'm looking at some <laughs> of your pictures. I'm like, oh, you do have really nice hands. <laughs> and I'm looking at my hands. I feel self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, it really kind of, it, it sucks when you become aware of it, but in my daily life, I don't really let it get in my way. What do you do to take care of your hands? Um, I've been doing a lot of hand masks, um, which are really nice and they just feel really great and they, um, they help like maintain just like the smoothness, just like how you would kind of take care of your face. I've been trying to treat my hands the same way and like use similar products on my face and my hands. Um, maintaining just like my cuticles are really important. Cuticle oil, cuticle oil and like cutting the cuticles, I would say are the best things you can do. And I just love a good shaping. Um, and I only kind of let certain people shape my nails because it can just really take a long time to grow out, um, and just like live with. Are they, are your hands insured? They're not, but I've been trying, I've actually been looking into doing it and I should have just done it so many times. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot because it does pay my rent. Are, are there things that you like, oh, I. I, I avoid doing that, right? Like, I imagine you don't go rock climbing right. or something. Yeah, so there are things that, like, I get a little nervous about. Like, um, my roommate bought me rollerblades, and I was like, if I fall, because I also do leg modeling and foot modeling. So I'm like, if I fall on any part of my body, like, it would take months to repair. Like, I just don't think it's a good idea. Or bowling could be really, like, difficult. I'm a chef, so... I don't really care. I don't really like pay attention too much about like the knives and things. Um, so I like am in the kitchen, but I know people who don't cook and like will not touch knives and are just really sticklers for it. But yeah, there are things that I'm I'm made aware of, but I I pretty much do everything. Essentially, how much do you get paid for a shoot? Um, I could get paid anywhere from like. 500 to I think my highest job was about 2500 really yeah oh a day like a day huh yeah wow and I mean is that a that's a day like I'm there the full day or hey here I am I'm gone in 10 minutes kind of thing well it's like some jobs I've 
done like five minutes of work and I've been sitting around all day. <laughs> Some jobs, like I'll literally shoot for two hours and then I can go. So it really depends. Um, but some days could be long. Some days could be like eight, to 12 hours. Um, so it'll, it'll really feel like you're, you're shooting like a whole campaign or commercial for, um, you know, full body models. <laughs> it's just about the same time. I mean, at that rate, so this, this can be a full time living then, right? It can. Um, I don't know a lot of people who only do it. Um, but I do know people who only do it, um, and have made like a lifestyle out of it. Um, a lot of the people who are like newly in the game, um, also do it hand in hand with like, um, their regular modeling or just like side hustles and stuff. But like there's, I definitely do other things, but it definitely pays my rent. Um, are you ready for the harder slash listener submitted questions? Yeah. The first one is, do you hate Seinfeld? Wow, because of that hand, um, that hand yeah. <laughs> episode? Yeah. I thought it was really funny. I've been sent it a couple times, and I obsessed because of how excited I was when I first booked my job and first, like, got into it and, like, started dreaming up all of these jobs that I wanted to do, I got really excited. So I understand where it comes from. And I grew up watching Seinfeld. So, no, I do not hate it. Who, and if, if, if this is you, go ahead and say that this is you. Who has the greatest hands of all time? Is there somebody that'd be like, that's that's the ultimate there? Oh, my God. Of all time? Whew. I would say um, my friend Adele has pretty great hands. She does, like, she has a fair skin tone. And when I started, I was like, if I meet her and when I meet her and if I work with her, I know, like, I've made it. And we ended up working together last year. So <laughs> that was, like, a pretty big deal for me. She doesn't even know this story. Um, so she's probably going to think this is so funny because we're friends now, but for me, she's like the ultimate hand model in the parts modeling world. Who is the cool kid of parts modeling high school, the hands, feet, legs. Who's like the cool kid. Hmm. I thought it was legs. I think legs are pretty impressive and everyone is has this whole thing about height and like seeing women's legs is really sexy. So I thought legs were like the ultimate part. <laughs> so I would say the cool kid is legs. Now you do that too. Does one pay better than the other? So I just, I, this was my first leg job that I got was this, not this year. Yeah. Was it the beginning of 2020 RIP? And so I started doing leg modeling. Um, do they pay more? No, not necessarily. It depends on the clients, though. But hopefully from these photos, I'll start booking more legs. And we will we can talk about that <laughs> later. Is the foot modeling one, though, does that kind of end up? Because people have a thing with feet, right? Mm -hmm. Does that lead yeah. to some weird places? Uh you know, I, 
the leg and foot job um, is the same client for me. And I actually have been looking under my feet photos to see if anything has come up. And I haven't got anything weird yet, but I do know that it's a really big thing and industry, like the whole foot fetish thing. Um, so it hasn't come up yet. Coolest product you've ever modeled? Hmm. Um, iPhone. Yeah, that's that's got to be a good one too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've heard like the cl- the the clients that I've worked with on the job, like doing my nails and makeup, said that they remember like when Steve was like on the set of those commercials, and I just like wish I could have been there for that. But yeah, iPhone was like for me felt big. Where have I probably seen your hands and not known it? Maybe food commercials, like dunking french fries and ketchup. Oh, yeah. I guess you don't think about all the times you just see pictures of people's hands. Exactly, because there's so many McDonald's commercials that are only hands, and you don't even realize it. So they won't use, like, the, it's it, it's hardly ever the actual person I see on TV. Oh, no. No. Yeah, they would... They would Almost so it, I think as something as big as McDonald's and when they're doing food close-ups, they always hire hand models. Why do you, I mean, I guess why is that? Am I going to be turned off if I see? I think that's what it is. Like you don't want to be distracted from the product. So something has to come in that is cohesive and has like this rhythm. And people assume that hand models have, um, certain direct can take certain direction um, and have like an elegance rather than like models who can just who strike a pose or like a lot of people complain that models don't take direction well but I think that's kind of hard for a full body model to not be able to take direction well and get jobs but I don't really know why they they would do it other than like it's more appeasing and it just doesn't pull focus from the food if you see something that is off about the hand. Do you have do you have good dexterity? Like do you have to be able to put this finger in this position and this finger in that position? Uh, I found a lot of times um, I struggled in the beginning because of so many positions that were uncomfortable to me and that I couldn't even that were just so unnatural. Um, so it is kind of uncomfortable to the point where you're just kind of like you you think like you want to um, reposition your fingers like <laughs> surgically. Will somebody come in and like move? Like, no, I need yes. your left index to be open. Oh, they will. Really? Yeah. Almost always. They'll be like, we need it like this. We like it like this. Or just like literally pick up and move my finger um, and just be like, stay there and take the photo. Which can be irksome because <laughs> for me, I'm just like, can I just do my job? <laughs> but I get it. I get it. And I have been better at looking and noticing that everything is kind of like my fingers are evenly spaced and like looks pretty. What finger is the best finger? Um, The middle finger. <laughs> um, it's definitely the most it definitely has the most wide array of uses, doesn't it? <laughs> right. It's the most um but actually the most important finger i would say is the thumb yeah the the thumb is probably always 
in use. Just like when you're holding your phone, it's always in the front. The thumb is very important, I think. If you don't have a thumb, you, you basically can't do the job. Now, you've done some acting work too, right? Yeah. Is that is that kind of the, the, the future career path or what's the what, – what are you going to be – what is the main goal, I guess? Yeah. So um, my main goal is definitely in the acting world. I like being expressive and um, like writing my own work and like working with other actors. Um, I really like just love storytelling. I think um, the part of the reason why I do it is um, – a therapeutic aspect. I think it's very lovely to watch people creatively um, emote and be able to get something back from that. So that is my main passion um, in life, in the future, in the present. Yeah. It certainly seems like it would be good exposure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. If I send you a picture of my hands... Will you uh -huh. tell me what's wrong with my hands? Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Was that an oh my god? Like I'll this? I'll tell you why you can or cannot be That's... a hand model. Okay, let me know <laughs> when it shows up. Okay. Okay. Not bad. My hands are okay. They're not bad. I'm surprised they're so well manicured during an epidemic. I, or pandemic or life crisis, whatever we're dealing with now. <laughs> I would say, are you purposefully making like this almost like the Star Wars symbol? No. Okay. Because I was going to say the spacing is just a little off between the the index and the middle finger. Or the ring finger and the middle finger. Oh, it does? Now I'm looking at it in real life. It does kind of come apart. Are my knuckles bad? Are my... No, because the knuckles aren't like... The knuckles aren't discolored. I would say... I would say you could probably work like oh. dad jobs. They have like these jobs that you're like clearly like it's a dad. I feel like that's a huge compliment and crushed my soul at the same time. Why? <laughs> it's, it is a because I'm and getting... I would say, like, you look like you have like these like hardworking hands, like um, home improvement hands. Yeah. So like, I feel like those are like the kind of jobs that I would book your hands for. I felt okay. I took it as like I'm getting old because I'm at that oh, age no. where I start to feel like I'm getting old. No, I mean, young people do the dad jobs too, so you know. Ah, I feel good. I feel better about myself. Yeah. It's weird when you think, when you notice it and then you kind of think about it. Um, that's, that's pretty much all the questions I got. What's coming up next for you? Um, well, I say with my agency, um, Close Up Models in LA, we're doing, um, a bunch of different campaigns for, um, holiday coming up. So I'm really excited to go back home and start doing that. Cause so when I get back, I'm going to be shooting a bunch of stuff for holidays. So. I want to thank Talia so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to her on our social media accounts. We're Profoundly Pointless on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'd also like to thank Close Up Models for helping connect us with Talia. I find this whole thing just endlessly fascinating. 
because it's definitely to me one of those things that you never think about until you notice it and then you really notice it. We've also included both Talia's information and close-up models information in the RSS feed that's on this podcast. If anybody's interested in this, I'll put up a picture of my hands just so you can kind of have some perspective about what we're talking about. Okay, now let's go ahead and give John Shaw a call. Hello. Oh, nice to finally hear from you. means what does that mean what does that mean it's national best friends day and this is the first i hear from you (laughs) well that's what meth will do to you (laughs) god that's a hell of a drug have you ever done meth (laughs) no and i don't think i would admit to the world if i ever had okay what's the hardest drug you would openly admit to doing I, I don't want to. I don't want to have this conversation. We're not saying you did it. We're just saying what's the hardest drug that you would openly admit to doing? Like probably you can't just cocaine. Yeah, I think cocaine is about cocaine is probably the hardest drug that you can openly admit to. You can't just tell someone that you do meth. Like, man, so me and the wife yesterday were just doing meth. <laughs> hey, Jimbo, what? How was your night with Carol? Oh, we were just shooting up heroin. No big deal. It's our Friday night thing. First, no, it isn't. First of all, if the person's name is Jimbo, you don't have to tell anyone that you do meth. They already fucking know. <laughs> well, that's stereotyping, but you're probably correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I am. Here's my question for you. If you're driving and you're going to wave at somebody, whether you're like waving them through an intersection or you're just waving at someone, are you going to full hand wave inside the car, slightly raise your fingers up off the wheel... Or are you going to wave outside of the car? If I had to do any of those, I would do the, you know, slightly raise my hand. Really? I feel like that's the laziest way. I don't really appreciate that. When somebody gives me just like, you can't, couldn't do anything there? Can't be bothered? I don't do very well at at stall points in vehicles. So I have the... What's a stall uh, point? Well, you know, like say say you you come up to a stop sign, like a you know a four way stop, at the same time another car does. I'll like go to wave them, and then they'll wave me at the same time, and then there will be that awkward phase where you both go, and then you stop, and then you like give them the aggressive wave, and then they like give you the aggressive wave, and it's just it's just you know it's just not. It's like two chickens running around in a fucking circle with me. Wait a minute! If somebody waves you, you're gonna wave them back. If somebody no, waves like- me, I'm going. I mean, sometimes I do wave. Sometimes. Like, if they wave, I'll be like, no, no, go ahead. You know, I, I'm i not in a rush today. But sometimes it just happens simultaneously where you both do it at the same time. And then you're, like, stuck in a clusterfuck of, like, well, do I go first? No, as, I soon, guess we'll, you know? as soon as I get the wave, I'm going. Like, I'm not going to try to have a back and forth where we each wave at each other for 20 minutes. Like, somebody's got to <laughs> well, make a decision. Probably why you're a little less of a, you know... Of a nervous person than I am behind the wheel. I, I, I think about things. I think that the next time that somebody gives you a wave, you just punch it. Just full <laughs> on punch it. <laughs> just go zero to 60 in 10 seconds. Just, just you know. Absolute, or better yet, they wave you, you wave them, then punch it. <laughs> and then see what, <laughs> just see what happens. Just to see what happens. I tell you, this past weekend, the wife and I, 
She wanted to go to Home Depot. Oh, wow. That but, sounds interesting. Well, I am married with two kids. The point of it is, is we got to the parking lot, you know, and the, most of the stores are doing a social distancing thing, whatever. Home Depot does this thing where you have to stand up. They only allow so many customers in, so the line is, like, wrapped around the building. Wow, this store is even getting better. We go to pool in the parking lot, and you they, they've, like, spaced out the parking spaces, so there's nowhere to park. So I didn't even I didn't even risk it. I just left. Caused a big up, upheaval with my wife. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to. I just don't want to deal with it. I don't like confrontation in a vehicle. I, I we've talked about it. What do you mean they spaced out the parking spaces? You can't even park next to each other. Like they put no. They car- have it. Uh, it. It's like instead of whatever, say it's like five feet. It's like eight feet now. So you have extra room. So you're not. You know. They did this just. For the coronavirus, or has this been a long-planned Home Depot master strategy? <laughs> if it is, they're smart as hell, but no, I think it's only since the coronavirus uh, outbreak. Well, it seems actually quite unnecessary. What are the chances that two people are going to be getting out of their car at the exact same time? <laughs> it seems like this episode so far has been all about the probabilities of, of doing something at the same time as somebody else. It's interesting. No, I like it, man. Tell me, tell me about what you made for dinner yesterday. I mean, listen, people probably care more about that than you badgering me. What Act do- like you don't go to Home Depot. I I don't actually. I'm a Lowe's man. Of course you are. Actually, I'm whatever's close. Now I'm actually wondering what did you have for dinner last night? Uh, last night was actually uh, it was Culver's. What's that? What's that? Jesus Christ. Well, maybe they don't have them where you are. It's a uh, it's a fast food burger restaurant uh, that started in Wisconsin, and they make things with butter and cheese primarily. Oh. Like, is their that... burgers are called butter burgers. So they butter the burger. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They're, they're damn delicious. They, they rival In-N-Out Burger as the best fast food burgers in the country for me. First of all, Shake Shack. Probably has the best fast food burgers, our Johnny Rockets. Anyway, we're getting really off topic here. Are, you got your thing? Are you ready? I got, I got my thing. I'm holding it right here, ready to unleash it on the world. Okay, we're well, okay, about well, the shout outs, right? <laughs> no, just waiting for you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd give me something else and just let me float and drown, but it's fine. All right, uh, let's give us some shout outs here. Uh, we'll start uh, Instagram. Appreciate everyone there. Twitter, Facebook, you know where we're at. Profoundly Pointless. Uh, Mark Costco, appreciate you. Ryan Carroll, Chelsea, Jesse, Andrew, Matt Wentworth, Dave, Chuck, Stefan, and Luca. Appreciate everyone who, uh, who checked us out this week. And uh, yeah, it was a good week. Good, uh, you know, there's nothing going on in the world. So it's uh, there's nothing for us to post about on on social media, so that uh, it's, it's nice and boring out there. So we appreciate everyone checking us out. So Nick, I came across something, and I, I want I want your opinion on it because I know which one I am. But when you come out of the coronavirus, you know, pandemic here, whenever that's going to be, couple months, six months, are you going going to have considered yourself a hunk, a trunk? Uh, oh my god, a hunk. god. You blew it. You blew it. No, no, I'm not not even answering it now. You blew it. You have to answer it. I didn't even hear what you said. So, Nick, when you come out of the... Don't get nervous. Let's restart. When you come out of the coronavirus pandemic, whenever that is, in a couple of months, six months, whatever, 
Are you going to consider yourself a hunk, a chunk, or a drunk? I'm actually probably trending towards hunk right now. I'm losing some weight. I've been outside a lot. The missus is like, hey, you're looking good. So wow, well, that, that's the best when they get like, because they're the first ones to tell you when you're like getting fat. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't led to anything, but she just told me that I'm that I'm looking better. <laughs> so how many pounds before, you know, that I do? First off, for people who don't know what Nick looks like, he's not a large man. So for him to say he's losing weight, it's kind of an abomination to all of us large people, but whatever. But like, how many pounds do you think you need to drop before you just walk in the door and you don't even have to like say anything? It's just like she just wants it. Oh, God. I wouldn't have to just lose weight. I'd have to reverse time. My wife <laughs> yeah, and I've been—we've been married long enough. The point where, unless you're really, unless you're really feeling it, like, what's the fucking point? Like, I, I got to put these pants back on later. Like, ugh, it's too much effort. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen. I like. What's the age where you just like, or the years of being married? Or with somebody where you just hit that fuck it stage, you think? Well, probably like 10 years in. Okay. You know? But here's the thing. I think we're probably about a year or two away from doing some crazy shit, right? Where we're just like, hey, you know what? Let's go up on the roof. Like, we're going to start <laughs> We're gonna start experimenting. And I just got to wait it out for a little while longer. <laughs> but the, the, the answer is like... I. Here's the the best way for anybody who is looking for any kind of marital or relationship advice. The best way to get your significant other in the mood is to clean something. I'm serious. I go out and mow the lawn or like rake the leaves. Mmm. <laughs> Mrs. is ready to go. <laughs> if it's all that sweat that's glistening mixing in with the dirt, just must really turn your wife on. No, it's just that I've accomplished something and not just sat around watching tv you know at least you can get on your roof and not have to worry about falling through it so there's that there's a legitimate Um, chance you could collapse your roof if there was like (laughs) snow on there and you got up there you might actually exceed the structural integrity (laughs) listen i i had i had a fat kid moment the other day it's like i was outside and i was chasing my daughter and i just started sweating and it was like maybe 75 degrees and i stopped and i was like holy shit this is it. This is this is what I've become. I'm honestly, I don't think that's even a big deal. I thought you were going to go heart attack. <laughs> no, I'm not having problems breathing just yet that I know of, at least. So, okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's going to be really hard to top that question and the answer you gave. But I have a couple more tame, tamer questions. Okay. Um, uh, if when you're at, at the dinner table. Uh, which would you grab first, the hot sauce or the salt or pepper? You know, I don't actually really season my food, so I would probably oh. go with the hot sauce just because, I mean, hot sauce can always make everything better. But as you continue to bring up these food questions, even though I have a disability, you know, and I don't <laughs> taste food as well as other people because I don't have a sense of smell, you know, salt and pepper doesn't mean that much to me. I mean, you don't have a sense of smell, but you, your taste is there. I mean, they're, they're spices, right? Like, you can taste them. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, I have a 75% reduction in my sense of taste. So Brain I, capacity. That's like a 90% reduction right there. 
That was a good one. Matthew, you've been doing that. Was a good one. You've been throwing them out today. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel, you know, very, we're very on the same page today. Um, Except for then, the best uh, friends day. My, my last question uh, when you were a kid, was it G.I. Joe's? Hot Wheels or something else. Like, what was your toy of choice as a kid? I was never a G.I. Joe guy. I was never a Hot Wheels guy. I had... What's this? Who's Skeletor? Skeletor is with what? I remember having the shark that he had. Like a shark. It was purple. You moved it and the jaws of the shark would open up and down. Thundercats. Thundercats, yep. Is that Thundercats? Yeah, I was a Thundercats guy. The th- it, was, it really wasn't me. It was that my dad was... This is incredibly cheap. And it would be like... Oh, you want this toy? Well, there's a stick you can get out of the woods and you can play with that. <laughs> yes, I, I'm actually excited for this top five because literally there's only five answers. Yeah, there's no honorable mention. I mean, there could be, actually. I'm sure that somebody could have another one. I think there's several documented cases. Shout out to the Princess Bride, by the way. Uh, so if you haven't figured out what our top five is, it's top five fingers. What's your number five? <laughs> My number five is the ring finger. Really? It is, yes. And I I actually put some thought into this for whatever, not that that matters, but out of every finger, other than that being the one, you know, on your left hand, obviously it's the, the wedding band finger. Like, I don't know. I think I, I just think the other four serve a greater purpose than the ring finger. See, I disagree. I don't think that you want to get rid of, rid of the edges there necessarily. My number five is actually the middle finger. I think you could lose that finger and really pretty much just go about the rest of your life. Because it's supported so much else, right? It's right in the middle. You could get rid of that one. And would you really be able to tell if somebody flipped you off with a different finger? Like, oh, wait, that's his ring finger, not his middle finger. (laughs) Well, I also think that you decide based upon your hand structure. Like, my middle finger is quite longer than my index or ring finger. Me too, now that I look so, at it. I mean, I believe that's the most common hand structure, but either way, like, so I put middle finger as number four, above, or I'm sorry, yeah, middle finger is number four above the ring finger because it's a little more dominant for me. Like, you know, I think I grip more with it. You know, it it provides a little more than what my ring finger does. Yeah, but I think you could just lose that finger and the other fingers would just fill right in the gap there, right? It's not not as important, I don't think. What was your number four? Your number four is the middle finger? Yeah. My number four is the pinky. I don't – I think you could lose that pretty easy and you'd be just fine. Okay. So my my number three is the pinky and I put it there because for me, my pinky – I broke both my pinkies several times playing sports. So like – they're on an island by themselves. Like it looks awkward on my hand and like they develop their own strength. Like I can do most anything with my pinkies in terms of lifting things and, and things like that. Like they, on me, they serve a purpose. Can you, can you really? <laughs> most things? Yes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, ring is my number three. Okay. Wow. So we were quite different on the, uh, the ring finger being uh, of importance. Uh, what's your number? I think our number two are probably our number one and two are basically going to be the same, right? You're yeah, not gonna... I think it's universal, right? So I have index and thumb. Yeah, I have index and thumb too. I, I mean, can't read. Obviously, the thumb's the most important finger. Uh, you know, it just is. So I mean, you could definitely make an argument from two through four 
you could swap out index, middle, and ring, right? I think you could definitely make that argument. But Thelma just has to be number one. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 by I mean, it's what separates us from you know other species. Like it's you know, it's I mean, how how else are you going to hold a beer bottle or a beer can? Have you tried? I mean, you know, have you tried to hold something without your thumb? Uh, I mean, if I if I have and I remember, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I have little fingers as it is, so like I stand no fucking chance. Do you really have little fingers? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I want to see how you feel about this, but I sent pictures of my hands to the hand model to Leah Ray that we had on. <laughs> what do you think that What do you think that she said about my hands? Uh, I'm going to guess that she was kind to you and said that you have. Either delicate, nice-looking hands, or like strong, firm hands. She said that I could, I could possibly get booked as like a dad hand model. She said that I've got some working man-looking hands. <laughs> There's so many things about what you just said that I have follow-up questions. Like, well, that, well, that, what are they? Uh, for they have working dad hand models. Oh yeah, yeah, um, man. Like okay. you want to see, you see a big burger at like a steakhouse or something. You're not gonna have some dinky little hands picking that up. You got to have masculine working man hands like mine, not your little <laughs> sausage stubbo fingers. <laughs> so, oh man, I, I'm telling you know. Well, why don't you do it? That should be your goal. Uh, you know, t- towards the end of the year, it's trying to get booked. As a hand model. Well, I think, I mean, she's being a little nice. Like, nobody's actually going to hire me for anything. I think Vaseline could use a hand model. What would, if you were going to be a hand model for what product, what would you want to be? Oh, it would be something food, because then I would get it for free. Yeah, but if you wanted to be like, I'm a hand model, and you wanted to feel cool about it, (laughs) would you still, is food still the answer? Yeah, probably like a butcher, or, you know, or like like a meat place, like... Yeah, you see, like kind of what you just said. Like you see that that steak right there that's being held up. Like that's my thumbnail right there. You like that? Yeah. I'd want to see. I'd want to do it for like an axe company. Like, oh, you want this axe? Look at this guy's hand with this axe. That's a man right there. And then they cut away to <laughs> they cut away to show me, and you're like, oh, I don't. <laughs> No, I don't want that. Uh, five foot four of you. Uh, five eight and three quarters. Shout out to Stacey USA Life Insurance. Best life insurance in the game. Actually going to get my wife life insurance, I think, too. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, if you were going to – yeah, we don't really have an honorable mention. If you were going to – okay, here's my question. If you were going to – not the thumb because the thumb I feel like you would have to make that choice. But if you were going to have – if you had a choice between having one of your fingers replaced with one of your toes or just leaving it there as a nub, what would you do? I mean, to be honest, I'd probably remove one of my toes and put my pinky finger in there. You'd rather have a pinky finger toe? I'm t- dude, I'm telling you, my pinkies are impressive for being pinky fingers. Like, they're not useless. But why would you want them on your toes, then? Because, like, they're, they're, they're like, little, they're grippy. I could probably climb a mountain with these fucking things. Really? Okay, well, send me... Uh, well... Pin- I mean... That's, that's saying a lot. I'd have to be at a lot better everything to even attempt it. But like that, that's that's what I'm like trying to convey. Man, like my pinkies are like 
They're like little rogue-like soldiers. At least like a big ladder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to convey how mutant my pinkies are, other than, like, they're just... I could have a whole handful of pinkies, and I would be just fine in life to do anything. Really? Okay, well, send us send us a picture of your pinkies, and we're going to go ahead and... <laughs> I don't know All what right, we'll that's do. that's fine. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. If you want to send us pictures of your hands, go for it. I mean, if you've got some really nice ones, man, we'll put them out there. You never know. You might have a hand-modeling job in the future. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.